Take it, Charlie. Yeah, no. <laughs> Best intro ever. Wow, he's the first one to come up with that. I'm answer. not spoiling for your trap. <laughs> Are you kidding? Trap. I said no, and then you made me do it anyway. <laughs> You're not the boss yeah. of me. We fucking talk motorcycles and shit. And You're not my real mom. Hometown California. Yo. Charlie, shut up. Hey there. <laughs> Fuck you. I got this. Welcome to motorcycles and misfits. Here at the recycle garage in sunny. And warm Santa Cruz, California. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a nice day. Oi. Big, big weekend. Today. Lots of stuff going on. Lots to talk about. Yeah. So let's first talk about who's here in the train room. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. Next to me, I've got Miss Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> on the pretty girl couch tonight, we've got Knock. Hi. Oh, you feel so pretty, don't you? I got my dog with me right here. Don't you call know? Charlie that. Next to him, we got Charlie. <laughs> I found the circus train. <laughs> oh, yes. And coming around the bend. How many clowns can you fit in that train? Several. <laughs> thousand. Coming around the bend, we've got Isaac. Hi. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're there. Coming come in, come in late, we should have Evan and who knows whatever other tornado comes in. <laughs> but always, always over in the corner running the board. We've got Bagel. 1 to 11, but not for much longer. Nobody yes. ask him. Nobody asks. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, moving right along. Uh, weather has been amazing and lots of biking getting done, but... We went to Hollister this weekend for a big biking bash. It was actually Clay's son, AJ's birthday. Mm. Oh, cool. how and many people Adrian's, were there? Adrian's birthday. Oh, and Adrian's birthday. Yeah, they yeah. always combine oh, them. Oh, wow. I haven't oh, seen the nice. photos on Facebook yet, so it didn't happen. But tell me about so, it. They're coming. <laughs> they're photos. It's always awesome when you get a lot of people out there all dirt biking together and hanging out. So... <clears throat> Um, we have a lot of different levels of writing skills within our group, Mm -hmm. but, um, one thing I think is pretty cool that I didn't know you could do because, you know, we tend to just kind of teach each other. Like somebody gives you a bunch of tips and then a loner bike and sends you out there. Fucking not go out, right? And this goes, that stops, you'll be fine. Yeah, and then you give them like a the five minute parking lot lesson, you're like, and then don't die. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Try not uh, to die. So somebody, though, was a little bit smarter than everyone else. And Micah realized that they give classes there that I did not know about. Yeah, it was what? super cool. Um, so I found out about the class on Tuesday and I, I just like Googled like dirt biking classes at Hollister. And apparently um, with the Hora, is it H Hora? It's it Hora? Hollister Hills Off-Road Association. Yeah. So they have, um, if you pay $20 for a membership, you get like a free class with it. And I wasn't a member, so I just paid the 20 bucks. Um, and then you just go to take that class with them. And it's basically like MSF for dirt. It's $20? $20. Yeah, MSF. That's amazing. The, 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 that's like 10 one tenth oh, yeah. class and yeah. they, they give the, you a bike the price. and they let you borrow a well, bike and if you, you don't what? have um, gear you can borrow gear too what 
Uh, so yeah. there was supposed to be two more people, but I was the only one that showed. So I got my uh, I got two instructors to myself. <laughs> oh, I thought that, that was awesome. Which I thought was that super, other person was a cool. class. That's amazing. No, Those people no, are doing I got it two for instructors. free. Um, the, yeah, they're volunteers. Oh, okay, that so, makes yeah. more sense. Um, and they're with the Hora people, so they just That's basically awesome. do a certification, and they have to do two classes a year. But so I, I, cool. I, I wanted to establish quickly because I know a lot of people out there who ride on the street don't ride dirt, and I was one of those people who was like, ah, no, dirt's just stupid, you know, like real biking is on the street. <laughs> um, but I have since learned that um, dirt riding makes you a better street rider. So That's I first want to encourage if you have not ridden on dirt it is fun but it also gives you better skills on the street so michael what kind of skills are they teaching you totally so i just want to say um my first experience dirt biking was over a year ago and i went with charlie and um i knew how to go up hills but not down hills and <laughs> hey I, I i told you exactly time. what to do but you pulled the clutch in and freaked out yeah it was not a good time <laughs> and i still have a scar on my knee from it so no, that was a i was separate downhill. not super excited to go back onto dirt bikes but <laughs> taking the class was uh, great for me i learned better in a classroom setting so it was really glad that they had it so um they the first like six lessons were basically this is how you operate it this is how you pull the clutch in like do that for me and so i had to like kind of go through that just so that they could say that we did it but we were done with that with like within like half an hour um because i was the only person i thought um, you were gonna say in within 30 seconds no no well they had to like go through and like tell me all the lessons and everything so but it did go through pretty quick um but then we went through just like basics like go around in a circle but then they had me like standing up on a bike on the dirt bike i was riding a crf 150f um nice and i had never really stood up on a bike i'd like tried it before on charlie's drz but that was a really strange experience to kind of get comfortable with that um and then we did counter steering which since it's the opposite of street i had a lot of trouble with that at first but wait 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 wait, wait, wait. yeah the same yeah counter steering oh i mean like um you just hang your butt off the opposite your body body counter weight sorry counter weighting not counter steering you do that on the street just at slow speed anything under 15 yeah totally but i'm used to doing it the opposite way so i was having a lot of trouble like figuring out like oh no my butt's supposed to be the other way and all that um so we did that for a little while and then they had me run over um small logs so there was a (laughs) two by four um and then a four by four and then an eight by eight and that was really cool because i was terrified of the two by four and then all of a sudden i was doing an eight by eight and i was like oh my god this is so cool i can do things now i I think those are really good especially for dirt biking just because it shows you like oh wait you have this fucking 24 inch wheel that can easily go over totally yeah that was really really great for me just getting comfortable with that and then um going the first thing they taught me was was how to go up a hill and then uh, get the bike back down if I wanted to stop halfway, um, which oh, was cool, cool because then they had me actually oh. going up the hill and riding on it. Wait, so they ch- taught you how to pivot turn or whatever? Yeah. Or- yeah. Oh shit, that's dope. Yeah, so that was cool. Dude, actually, Charlie pulled turn? up like right there, and it, I was doing the most boring thing of the whole class. So it was, that was, it was funny. basically like a big flat dirt parking lot type thing with like a little slope in the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's so you're, you're doing a skid turn in one place. Essentially, you're just whipping the bike 180 degrees or whatever degrees it was. Yeah, so it was just um, put the, get the bike up and then um, keep it in gear and then slowly like pull the clutch in a little bit and have it like have the wheel all the way turned so that you're uphill on the bike and then the bike slowly turns around so then it's sideways and then just like move the front wheel back and forth until it kind of turns downhill. Do you have your feet down during this? 
uh, you're not yep. on the bike. You're off of the bike, standing oh. uphill. And then you get, uh, then you oh, cool. turn it towards the uh, downhill. You get on the bike and you ride it down. Yeah. This okay. the bike. Oh, when you said pivot right. turn, I imagined like you're going up the hill. You're like, I'd like to go down. You pop a wheelie, spin around. No, drop down. no, <laughs> not that. Advanced. So the bike was standing yeah, so up. It, it wasn't like on its side. And you were yeah. like dragging the wheel. It's an off bike no. pivot turn, which is cool. Yes, I, cool. you know, that's and that's something like no one taught me. Um, what do you do when you like stall out on a hill? How do you get the bike down? Mm, and yeah. I had to figure out how you turn the bike off, but leave it in gear. And use the clutch as an opposite brake. You know you where like I to was, figure stuff out on your own. You know where I no was. That, like, that's really good information <laughs> to hey, tell you know, to tell someone. You know where I was taught how to do that. Service manuals. I, I was taught how to do that on the Twin Peaks hill climb, the biggest hill climb at Hollister. My first time dirt biking, and I made it like halfway, and I was like, "What the fuck do I do now?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, shit. I got yeah. a quick question. So, when you do that pivot turn, are you uphill of the bike or downhill? Yes, uphill. Oh, so you're okay. Yep, so the bike falls over. It's not going. So on you like if you're turning the bike around to the left you get on the right side and then kind of walk around with yes it. you're on yeah. the uphill slope so if it That's falls cool. over it can't fall on you totally and so um then we went <laughs> oh, uh, that, then i was actually riding much more sense yeah up the hill and then i was riding up the hill going around a corner um and then putting my bike or my butt over onto the opposite side of the corner and then i was going around another corner and putting my butt on the opposite side again and then nice. going down so that was just like weird like getting every getting putting everything together and that was um they're they were like yeah that's supposed to be the hardest part you made it look easy and i was like no that sucked you know, <laughs> you know what's cool is you're getting uncorrupted muscle memory training totally yeah, yeah. you know and this will come in handy too on the street because this is something that gets a lot of people off guard if you ever have to do a u-turn in a street on a hill Mm-hmm. That is very hard to do. Yep. Totally. And this is something now I think you kind of learned that balance point. Absolutely. Also, a ton of street riders <clears throat> don't realize that you're supposed to, at low speed, lean your shoulders out. Totally. Like, I'd say probably about 10% of people out there on bikes on the street know that. Yeah, and you are can't aware really... Some people might do it without thinking, but... So, what else did they teach you? Yeah, well, that, that was most of it. Um, actually, when Charlie rolled up, we had ju- uh, to pick me up afterwards and bring me back to the camp. Um, we had just finished doing the last part of going up the hill and turning and everything. So, I was like, wait, babe, watch this. And I put all my gear back on, like... <laughs> to show them off a little like look i can do things now that's awesome yeah so how did that fare um for the rest of the day riding did it did it give you much more confidence totally so i was super freaked out and didn't want to do trails because my previous experience with trails was not good um (laughs) so charlie finally convinced me with a lot of help from clay and from uh jim you mean peer pressured you into it yeah exactly everyone was like no you gotta do it um so i (laughs) borrowed clay's ttr 125 um and we went to harmony gate um, so we, yeah, we did Harmony Gate. We came back. Yeah, which was short. One, and of, the, one of the paths. Yeah, the only one, the only part that I was a little freaked out on was the downhill because I'm still figuring out the rear brake and mm. yeah, not crashed on the downhill. What are you supposed there. to do with the rear brake? <laughs> uh, you're no, just supposed wait, to use the rear brake instead of the uh, no. front brake. Oh, okay. So. Downhill. You were going downhill. You went too oh. fast into a turn and oh, wiped out. Oh, that's right. That was a, uh, <laughs> I was oh, yeah. fucking dope doing dope for like the first six inches. <laughs> when, when you get more comfortable on the dirt, the front brake becomes really nice on the downhill. Yeah. But totally. You, I'm you just trying gotta, to make the muscle memory so I'm not like grabbing the front brake yeah. like I would on the on, street. On dirt, are you supposed to use two fingers? It, it's really it's, it's personal preference every mm. dirt rider who comes into class uses two fingers every single <laughs> well because it's it's <laughs> not it, it's, it's yeah. used so much little so, yeah. so much less braking 
Yeah. I mean, I use two fingers on all just, my bikes. Just a pattern I know. So I thought that maybe time. people are teaching people to do mm. that under. So, Micah, are you going to take more classes or you just now have a little, the confidence to go out there and do some more riding? Oh, I would love to take more classes. Um, I'm not really comfortable on trails yet. Doing Harmony Gate was almost a little much for me. Um, so they were saying that they were thinking about doing an intermediate class, um, mm. but they haven't started that yet. So they said that if they do start that, um, then they will contact me and let me know about it. Um, which is I, cool. I, th- I think if you just went out and did the green trails like Harmony Gate and things like that, you would build confidence really quickly. Yeah, it's getting there though. <laughs> because you, you did this class and this class, after taking this class, you should be 100% geared and ready to do any of the green trails at Hollister. Because all the green trails at Hollister are pretty easy. Take your own pace. Or great. if you want, take the TT track and just yes, that have too. a consistent. Totally. Yeah. It's not gnarly and you can t- see through the turns. And yeah, I remember doing like the TT track? track before and really enjoying it, yeah. but I didn't get a chance to this time. Is that yes. like a flat track or does it have... A yeah, it's a yes. flat track with like two turns or something in it. So but here's the deal. I'm, I've been one of those people too. I just like to go ride the trails and... Um, do all the green trails, easy trails, and I'm more than happy to go out there with like new riders because I'm not hitting the jumps or going fast. Totally. I could just ride trails all day. Jim and I go ride them. Um, but things changed this last this weekend. I <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, yeah uh, it the the trail turned on me. Let's just say uh oh had to lay her down. Well, <laughs> there, there was an up before there was a down. That, it sounds like it could be possibly Liza's fault. <laughs> no. It, it totally was. No, no. What are you talking about? No. Let me ask you this. Uh, let's see. Okay, Charlie, you probably know the best. When you come to a mud bog, what is the riding procedure to get through mud? Not what you did. What? What, <laughs> what is the procedure? You want... So, if you just come into it slow or use your brakes, you're going to push your front tire into it and it's going to sink mm-hmm, in there mm-hmm. you're not gonna have, you're gonna have too much grip or whatever and right. it'll just bog you down you don't want to necessarily just fucking whiskey throttle to it because when you get that back tire in it and if you have a lot of torque it's going to start spinning and fishtailing you don't necessarily mm-hmm. want that you want weight on your back tire you want the front tire as weight as you can or as light as you can you can steer it with your feet not necessarily your handlebars and you just kind of get momentum through it. it's not you don't want to use your throttle through it. you need momentum you steer it with your feet so um, like Adrian says, the way to get through mud is pin, pin it and pray. That that well, <laughs> that sounds like something Adrian that, would that say. That works. Right? And uh, Jim was saying, oh no, you need to slide your butt back further, get weight, more weight back. But then Adrian's saying, no, no, if you have too much weight back, it'll just make the wheel slide even further out. Everybody has different opinions, you, but you here's can, here's what happened. Yeah. I was following Jim and Bex through a trail, and it's a trail, one of the novice trails that's real easy. And you know when you when you go dirt biking, like you need to be ready to put some work into it. Dirt biking's a little bit of work. I was feeling like lazy and low energy. Uh, I got there late. I've been there. I wasn't really <laughs> feeling it, but I'm like, I'm just going to go take it easy, ride the easy trails. Well, about 10 minutes into the first trail, I saw that mud pit. I'm like, oh, I, <laughs> I got to work. This is not uh, I hate mud. Usually you go through them and the bike kind of skims around. You're like, ah, ah, you know, and then you get through. So this time I'm like, all right, I know the process. Stand up and accelerate through. <laughs> Your knees so just blow I stand out. up, <laughs> I accelerating through, and then suddenly the bike starts fishtailing. And next thing I know, the bike has turned sideways and I'm launching <laughs> off the Uh-oh. side of the trail, which has a, uh, like a burn. Did you high side? 
I don't know. It, like, it, did it, it basically it pivot, it pivoted, just, hooked it, up, and it, launched? It turned. Sounds like a And launched me side. off yeah. the side. So there's a high edge for the road, <laughs> and then it goes down a hill to a pond. Yeah. Ooh. So not a and, classic high side, but yeah. It wasn't a high side. It just it pivoted the bike like it 90 It turned the bike and, it 90 launched, and it. launched me <laughs> off the trail. Yeah, I just noise. remember, like, I, the last thing I remember was like, ah! And then I remember seeing the like launching off the side of the trail and going this is gonna hurt but i didn't see what was below me i just launched in the air Uh. but i but from all the uh damage to to me i believe that i separated myself from the bike at that point and (laughs) i landed on my side and was rolling down the hill and mm. I didn't know if the bike was behind me. So, you know, when that when you kind of lose your bearing, when yeah. you're in a crash and you've yeah, lost your bearing, like, oh, and you're shit. just waiting for you to hit something or something to hit you. Yeah. You're just waiting. And there's that moment where you're aware, like, oh, this is going to hurt. That limbo yeah. of I'm about right? to potentially yeah. be yeah, I've severely had that. injured. Yep. Yes. Right. Everything slows down. And like, fuck. I suddenly just came to a stop and... I was right next to the bike and I happened (laughs) to find not like the woody part, but this tall grass section going down to the pond and looking back up, it looked like when, um, when they say the aliens create those corn stalk patterns in the (laughs) cornfield, right? Like it looked like, like a truck had come down and just swept it all in one direction. I was like, really? I did that? And, uh, and the rear wheel landed in the, pond nice. whoa and it was all muddy and marshy <clears throat> and i was very concerned i'm like oh and i was also aware that jim and bex were gone did you get they the, were gone did you get the wind knocked out of you at all or did you take a minute no to get breath back, you or? know when i fall like before i stop moving i'm usually holding a thumb up i'm good i'm good <laughs> even if you're not good I no, no I usually well, i can assess pretty, you are pretty squishy you know yeah so. i yeah uh i'm a good faller yeah unlike cat yeah. I am a good follower. I, I like to say it's 20 years of being a soccer goalie. Well, you know, that's what it is. Like, yeah. this goes back to, like, actually, one of the first things I remember taking in, like, when I was in karate as a kid was how to fall. Yeah. It was, like, 30 minutes of falling backwards, sideways, tumbling, and all this crazy bullshit. And then, like, that ingrains you because it's also part of your, like, uh, survival mechanism, too. Yeah. You know? So. It really is. So, um, I, uh, you know, it was a good first thing I did was, like, okay. Turn the engine off because the bike is running. <laughs> like, okay, I'm on my own. So I took my helmet off, got my bearing. All right. And I see that straight ahead, I could get the bike out of this pond area to a more level area. Mm. So I just lifted the bike up, hit the starter. It started. Okay. Right. I'm not on the bike. I'm just holding it because it's in the pond. Yeah. And I started le- feather- feathering the clutch, and it started rolling, and I walked it out of the pond. That's what it did. Didn't, didn't get stuck in the bog. I was so thankful. I got it up a little volunteer trail that I had to turn around, and then I had to come backwards on the volunteer onto the trail backwards, and then I had to turn it around. Just took my time. I noticed that um, I was wearing my helmet so this is the funny part I was wearing my uh, ADV helmet with my brand new Cena camera Bluetooth thing and this is um, where knock this is where um, 
you like to make fun of me that I don't like to like fully read instructions or anything. I just figure <laughs> shit out as yeah. I go, right? Yeah. So I just kind of quickly glance at the instructions, like, how do I turn the camera on? Oh, camera button. Good. I'm good. So <laughs> I'm out on the trail and I'm like hitting the camera button. And it says in my headphone, camera on. And I'm thinking, like, cool. I'm recording. I'm getting all of this. And throughout the day, I'm hitting the button, camera off camera on and i was recording <laughs> did you get did you get the footage well apparently no i was just turning the camera on which is not turning the recording mode on right. i just you, kept turning wait, the what? camera on and off the whole time <laughs> so okay. then you have to hit the button again to either record or take a photo or take yeah. <laughs> so, so i thought i happened. had the, i thought i had the whole crash <laughs> oh i didn't i didn't did it happen um so then yeah i continued and i was like Ugh, i finally caught up to Bex and Jim, which had fine, they were like starting to turn around, going, "Where'd she go? <laughs> Where's our partner? Where's our friend?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." So I said, "Yeah, I crashed. That mud got me." Ugh. We kept going, and we came to another mud bog, and they go through it, and I'm like, "Fuck this shit!" <laughs> I stopped. And I like just kind of waddled through very slowly <laughs> in first gear. That's what I would have done. I like, I'm like, slop your way through it. <laughs> yeah. Slop my way. And then I like, when we were done with that trail, I said, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, I'm good. You know, they say, Liza, if, if, uh, if uh, what is it? You, you lose your bike. Uh, if, you love your, if you love your bike, you let it go. <laughs> if it comes back to you, it's a high side. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I was like you know ugh, I like I realized I don't think I like dirt biking that much. Yeah. <laughs> I got into it be to be a better street rider and be a little more comfortable with the wheel. Would you say you are? Yeah, there okay. are times where my wheels have lost traction, my hips have adjusted, yeah, and I've reacted properly. Um, but I realized yeah, I, I don't I don't think I want a dirt bike that much. Yeah. So I, I, I immediately decided I'm selling my two dirt bikes. So I, I have a, I, I have think a you've, you've awesome. been guided the wrong way into how to handle mud. I, I have a question <clears throat> regarding yeah. dirt bikes. Will they let you take like just a normal street bike on the dirt trails? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, people take their GSs. I saw okay. a Ducati, a Scrambler in there. So I could take my. Cannonball Vespa on the dirt. Yeah, as long as it's a OH or a regular standard plate. If yeah. they let, if they let a quad in. Yeah. Okay. Well, because pretty pretty much any street bike should be able to do most yeah. of the green trails if you're a, not yeah. a bad rider. Dude, the Ascot would I'm, be like pretty mm, great in there, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I should do that to get ready for this year's Cannonball because there's a lot more dirt on it than I realized. <laughs> we should do yeah, it, man. <laughs> See how much your floorboards clear. Oh yeah. <laughs> not much yeah <laughs> so i it, but it started me thinking about getting a different bike hmm. so hmm. i've got the drz 400 dirt bike which is technically big for a dirt bike for what i'm doing because i'm never getting to the higher gears <clears throat> um yeah, but but i wanted a tall bike to fit me i got it not for the engine size but i just wanted a tall bike you got it for a good price too right i got it for a good price um and then the dr350 i got because i needed a plated dirt bike to do some of these rally things we were doing yep. but it's a kickstart only bike and um it's not you know i wanted something a little more modern so I've been trying to figure out what is it I really want. If I don't want to go do, like, I'm not doing single track. I don't really need a light dirt bike. I don't really need a t little 250 dirt bike. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I want something that I can do a rally. Um, but I don't really, I'm not going to be doing a lot of freeway. I've got middleweight bikes and I've got heavyweight bikes that can do freeway. 
Yeah. So I don't need something for the freeway. But say we want to go do a Baja trip, or um, I really kind of want to do that the transcontinental. The tat. Yeah. Yep. That sounds cool. Um, Just buy a vintage Harley. Trans America Trail. <laughs> yeah, Trans America Trail. Um, or maybe going out to the desert like uh, Jim does, though I'm less fond of sand than I am mud. Yeah. This is sounding more and <laughs> more sand, like your sand? slow journey towards deciding you want a GS. The sand <laughs> well, here's really the thing. help your mud. You're going to go full So Starbucks. here's the thing. This was a big conversation yesterday. No, because my... Um, my you KTM SMT has dirt tires. It is a heavyweight adventure bike. <clears throat> and I could throw dirt tires on my Versus if I wanted a middleweight adventure bike. Um, and so what I've been classifying is a heavyweight is like 1,000cc. A middleweight is 650. 600, 650, yeah. And uh, then, isn't it more about the weight? Well, yeah, but this is what I'm classifying. Well, it's, it's and then and a, a, there are lightweight adventure bikes that are 250s like you can get those CSCs or like KLX KLX there are a lot of these 250s doesn't Yamaha make like a really fat tired bike the TW200 those are so fun wouldn't that be cool you can lie them on the ground and they still have tire like like three inches of tire left on the edges (laughs) so I was trying to figure out like I don't want a 250 and I don't really know that I want a 650 I was looking at thinking about like KLRs and DRs but my versus is too close to that I decided that what I really need is what I'm calling a light middleweight yeah I thinking like you're, you're, you're in the just, 450 four, four to 500 range four to 450 get the ascot <laughs> sounds perfect wow do you a light middleweight adventure you're, you're bike you're wanting you know, an actual uh, 450 dirt bike which is a light dirt bike which is the same frame as a 250 dirt bike but has a 450 in it right and like they like i wish they made a klr 450 isn't there a, a like an, a small crf sort of adventure bike now that honda's making a lot of them are like 250 250 is there a cr 400 or no and that's the thing i realize there's kind of a big hole they should sell plated to car bikes i don't know yeah you can get a klr 250 and a klr 650 how much money do you want to spend because kt TM has exactly what you're looking for. Well, I know they have like the 525s, yeah. you know, the EXCs, yep. but they are five grand. Yeah. I, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know that I want to spend that much. So, yeah. Um, I realize, yeah, there's kind of a big hole, and you can look at some of the like the Honda or XR 400 that's been plated, but then yeah. you're getting a little bit older bike. I think those it's, are like late 90s. You know, to be fair though, bike. I don't think there's a big market for it. And the market that there is for it, people really? are just taking actual plated dirt bikes and building their own thing. Yeah. Well, so then Charlie came up with a suggestion that actually sounded pretty good. Which is the just a, D, a DRZS or whatever, and making it into car bike basically by putting a fairing on it in bags. And I have to realize, um, I I don't think I was a, I was aware of the S because I'm like, wait a minute, the DRZs are either the dirt bike. Or the SM. That's all I ever see. Yeah. And you could find the S for really cheap because no one wants them. They want the Supermoto. Jim had one. Jim had an S. Jim actually had, I think he has a couple. He might even yep. be willing to sell one. He, Jim Eckerman? Yeah, he has one. has like Olin suspension. And Tony. Um, and I was like, so I was like, huh. Well, I like the DRZ. And it's a good, you know, solid bike. So there, there's a DRZ S. And then Charlie showed me the these adventure kits that people are putting on them. Yep. I'm like, that's awesome. That's a bike you could hop on the freeway if you want. 
but you're not going to be doing it's a all, lot of freeway. It's all getting the suspension dialed in, and like you might need to do the carburetor. I don't know if the <laughs> F comes with the carburetor. It doesn't come with the pump. So there's DRZ, DRZ Supermoto, and then DRZ S. S. What's the S? It's street. It's just it's, it's basically the dirt, the, a street legal dirt supermoto. Yeah, it's uh, a street legal yeah. dirt. So dirt, it's bike. dirt. It's not supermoto, but street legal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the big wheels, the, the dirt sport wheels, the dirt only version has the pumper carb already, where the S doesn't and things like that. To it's a emissions. little more detuned for the for the street huh. uh, for emissions a, and stuff, yeah. um, but it has like a small little rack, and you you can get um, luggage racks for it and tank bags yep. and taller um, fairings and. And uh, all that stuff. You so, I, if you look up DRZ Adventure, uh, people are modding these out, and they look really cool. And you can put the the bigger tank on it. Um, there's all sorts of stuff you can do with them. I'd want to put much stiffer like suspension on it. So yeah, you got to you got to work up with luggage. It just doesn't go. Yeah, yeah. you would need to probably respring it or something. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking at, and just trying to sell a bunch of my bikes to merge them into yeah. one. And springs are like a hundred bucks. It's not a you know yeah. big. Thing. And I, and if I take all the gear off, I'm back to the DRZ 400 that I'm riding on the dirt anyway. Yep. Um, and uh, the, the other thing that's kind of um, made me leery the because I have a DR350 just like Jim, and we talked about last week how his bike um, the engine blew up. There's no engines available. None. What? We've it's, been searching what? all over. I've been calling wow. some large uh, parts yards. There are not engines. You can buy a bottom end, hmm. and you can buy some individual components, but you cannot get a full well, hey, engine. Is that because everybody's using them? Because it's a Suzuki. I think they don't it's change because the when the bike dies, it's the, the engine that dies. You, all the parts are available. Oh. You can get all sorts oh. of parts so you, for it. You can rebuild the engine yourself, but you can't just go and buy it. Oh, it's going to cost hundreds of dollars oh. to buy all the individual so parts needed. Is that, okay, you can find a wreck one? Is that bike not well, no longer manufactured? No, but it's a, you know, right. but it's a dirt so bike. People, I mean, don't really wreck them. I mean, you re- yeah. can replace the forks. You can replace yeah. the wheel. You can replace the handlebars. Or you can put, replace dr- everything. Drop a piston in it or do a crankshaft. So but once the engine dies, there isn't another what engine. What about the engine died? What Like, did it crack? Crack the block? Oh, no, it's he, it's grenaded. He ran out of oil. Oh, um, let's toss it out to our viewers. Like, hey, if you got if you got that part laying around, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they did, it would have been he probably, There's none. He probably needs a new crankshaft, new bearings, everything. It's, but he's right. the shit out of yeah. So, um, and the fact that I have a DR352, now I'm like, wait, uh, this is a bike you can get any part for except for an engine. Hmm. Now, if you, like, I've, I've been able to get a piece for it when I needed, like when I, my uh, cam chain guide blew out, I was able to get a new cam chain guide, but you cannot get an entire engine. Yeah, like a full... They, they don't exist. An entire wow. engine doesn't exist. People part them out. They've been parted out. So way. to try and piece one back together from all the parts will be hundreds be, and hundreds and I'll hundreds of I'll be grand, huh? If you yeah, it goes up. Can, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Easily. it does. Yeah. So it's like, mm, maybe I don't want to have yeah. that around. So mm. the DRZ400 seems like a, a good bike that there are tons of parts yeah. for. And anywhere you go to, any shop's going to have the part you need. Yeah. So thank you for that guess, suggestion, yeah. Charlie. I'm kind of looking into that direction. I think that that's cool. I'm just really surprised there aren't more light, midweight adventure bikes. 
It seems like a whole. I, I think in the next like five ten years they're going to start coming on because they're starting to make the two fifties and people are starting to buy those. Yeah, the ADV market is growing continually. That's where everybody's throwing their money at these days. People don't want sport bikes anymore yeah. all that much unless they're leader bikes. Let me tell you, I even started considering getting one of the California Scooter Company bikes. That the little, is it RX three, the little fake. You looking at me? Yes. I don't know. Oof. <clears throat> But yeah, I was like, God, I want to just, yeah, anyway. It's a, if you want to throw away, I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about those bikes really, but I just keep hearing that it's just like, you know, whatever. I think it's funny that all these companies make these big, like, Dakar looking bikes, like the Africa Twin, things like that. Yeah. But, but, the, a, but the Dakar is a 458 Max or whatever, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I know. no one makes an actual no. Dakar bike. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're all like yeah. 650s. And then what? I forget his name, but we had the guy in here, the local kid who's, Tony. who's like, yeah, Tony, who's who ripped uh, Baja. The, yeah, Baja. I have not. Slept. On his four fifty. Yeah. yeah, and he was saying about when you said like KTM will make anything you want. Well, didn't he have horrific problems with KTM's? Yeah. Like, fuel injectors would melt. Yeah, the fuel injectors <laughs> would just melt. But down. he was yeah. racing them for a thousand miles type thing, so that's a yeah, little bit different. It's not like yeah. riding for two hundred miles and stopping. <laughs> but I did not have the worst day there. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I heard things. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, Hollister is a really cool place. Uh, you're not, it's you're a, not itching, it's a, <laughs> Charlie. It's it's you're it's not scratching yourself right now. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Oh, so, Hollister Hills. It's a it's a it's a state park, and there's a long road through it, and all throughout the road, there's different routes you can take up in different paths, and also there's different camping areas right off the road. It's really cool, and it's really cheap. How much does it cost to camp? Ten bucks. <clears throat> ten bucks to camp. It's wow. awesome. No Five dollar day use, ten dollars camp. Yeah, that's so. That's ten dollars total. So it's another five dollars wow. camp. It's cheap as fuck. It's hmm. such an awesome place, and so um, because Clay was there for his son's birthday, we had a huge group, and this whole section of one of the campgrounds way at the back and uh later in the day a bunch of us were come off the trails we're just sitting around yeah we just we just like looked up at the top of this like black diamond fucked up yeah the the hillside across from us and it's like at the very top of the mountain or whatever and we see this dude just like standing and like we just see this tiny little yeah like like, tiny little speck at the top on the trail four of him (laughs) down we see this wheel of a bike rock this dude's fucked (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm like was it was it like 30 feet down it was kind of. It, was, it, it was, looked about thirty feet down. From it was fucked up. Coincidentally, <laughs> same exact rain rut Jeremy went into. <clears throat> oh, was it? Yeah, but we pulled that bike out. So uh, we're just sitting there going, "Oh, that dude's fucked." Yeah, you can yeah. see down in the trees, and this is a pretty steep. Well, he's hillside. standing there for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm, I'm like, he doesn't know what he's doing. So Doug and Charlie start to the wheels start spinning, and they're like, well, "We gotta go get this guy." Hey, we got we got ropes. Yeah, a good pulley. So we fucking put the shit in the bag, fucking rode up there. We had to come along or whatever, which did not work. <laughs> so your plan was, hey, this will be fun. Let's go rescue a dude and use our tools and pull a bike back up a hill. Yeah, I was bored. I didn't have anything yeah. else to do. And I, I, I like that trail, too. So So what did you discover when you got there? Well, it's all shrub and stuff. So we got the come along attached. I mean, the bike was fucked. It was absolutely fucked. Ooh. We got the come along attached to like a shrub thing and we kind of started pulling it up, but like the shrub was getting detached. And we're like, <laughs> we can't really pull it up this way. If we had like a big metal stake or something to drive yeah. it in the ground, which we didn't. Yeah, so there weren't yeah. any good trees. It's just all scrub. And we were like, well, this probably goes all the way down. And so. so- <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was like just a big rain run. It was like, yeah, we'll probably, it'd make it. Like, it's you know, it's easy to go down the gravity. So you know, wait, so wait, like you, you just, just pick up the bike and roll it down that rut. That, well, uh, you know, we kind of got the handlebar straight, and then I would like kick it. And it was like, oh, <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, was and it a new bike or something or an older bike? Yes, you know, probably like a two thousand one, like YZ. Okay, okay. Or and then like, so there were two guys up there, right? There's two dudes. The du- so basically, <laughs> you gotta explain how this. how they dis- they actually got fucked over because how they were described. This is the first type of Hollister. And they asked someone, hey, what's some fun trails to do? This is our first time here. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and some someone was like, Rick sent him up a black, some, some was awful like, trail. Yeah, that was great. Go try that out. Dude had, like, jeans, shirt on. T-shirt and jeans. Oh, no. Uh, like, hiking boots. Like, the boots weren't terrible. Like, if he was a greens and blues, whatever. But Did they have two bikes or one bike? They had they each had a bike. Okay. Um, but he had a mountain biking helmet on, which I was like, oh, no. oh, oh my God. It, oh, wow. well, what the it was a nice fuck? mountain biking helmet. And, like, the fo- realistically, the foam's probably the same, but it oh. doesn't have that hard Oh, shell. the full face It was a full face helmet. helmet. Oh, yeah. okay. And got yeah. set up a black diamond. It wasn't the worst thing for me wearing as a helmet. Okay. Did you find out how we ended up launching off the side of the mountain? It's it's easy to do. I mean, Jeremy did it, you know, it's because it's, 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 it's this pretty steep hill. And it like kind of crests, and if you're on the left side of it, like it crests, and then there's like a rain rut right there. Oh. So, and it, it, you're like have such low momentum that you might stall right there and fall over, and it might he might have just like fallen over and stalled, and like it just sent it down there. And so whiskey throttled it or something. He maybe not even risible thought. He like I think Jeremy stalled right there, and it, he fell over into it. Like it's mm. it's if you're not experienced with hill climbs yeah. and you're not that quite up to that trail or whatever, it's it's just it's, <clears throat> it happens. It's not a so, so you and Douglas and one of the guys, yeah, we in t-shirt and jeans. They they saw us. You guys were like all had your gear on. You yeah. were smart and kept your helmet on. I kept everything on. I was like, fuck this, because well, I, I was thinking like, there's probably gonna be a point where I could just ride this down. And that's what I was planning on doing. And there's some parts where I did kind of get on it and ride it a little bit, but it it was just such a big rain rut. And there's and again, very it just, steep. It was really steep. steep. They're just like drops, like and mm. so miraculously when we were. I mean, they saw us as heroes, but really, I just kicked a bike fifty times. <laughs> it took you like an hour. Yeah, we fucked that bike up real good. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> dude, 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 at the end of the day, a guy's gonna probably need new controls, new plastics. He's like, yeah, you want to? Did he know? Did he need those before you started kicking it? It probably it was fucked up too, but we we, we, we made it way worse. You made sure. You made so, sure. Did so you here's a funny thing. He so. needed new radiator. Oh. He probably needed a new header. Like, oh wow! But realistically, oh, like five hundred bucks, he's probably back to good. I mean, it yeah. did go thirty feet down the hillside. More yeah. than that. No. So funny thing is, um, they we were watching them from the campground, and we could see that they were getting closer and closer to the bottom. So we decided to go hike up from the bottom a bit and kind of guide them to where the exit was, how you can get out through there. <clears throat> and as we're hiking up, <laughs> it is all poison oak. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. All poison Fuck oak. That. Right. But I mean, like, I mean, I had all my gear on, so I, I had no yeah, skin you look fine. I had no skin exposed. And motorcycles don't get oh. poison oak, so. So we we well. started hiking up, and suddenly a bunch of uh, rangers and their <clears throat> lights and sirens going pull right up to us, and they're like, "Where's the injury?" And we're like, "What?" Yeah, there the, were like five what? people on dirt bikes who like went up there in like their full gear so and had the, their like med packs and everything. And the so guys, I ready to I go. started shouting up to Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. Is there any injuries? And I'm like, no. He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I turn to the ranger, no injury. And they're like, we got a call. There's an injury. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure there isn't an injury? Well, I no! so I actually, I actually didn't realize. So 
the dude that fell off, I guess he sprained his ankle or something. So I, I missed that part. But so they said, well, we uh, got to call. There's an injury, so they load up all the gear onto like um, a side by side, and, and they're, they're like, dude sprained <clears throat> his ankle, couldn't walk down. And they go, <laughs> so they go up the trail to go f- rescue somebody, and we're like, we don't know who it is. Meanwhile, they finally get the bike down and it's not easy because you're just dealing with scrubs and brushes it and actually trees. you know it actually wasn't that bad because we just kind of straightened the handlebars and would kick it and like miraculously the bike never flipped over or like spun around it spun around a little bit but like it'd go like gah, 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 and like be like 90 degrees like almost flipped over and be like all right and we'd straighten it out and we'd go gah, 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 gah. <laughs> can, can you describe a little more what you mean when you say rain rut because I'm imagining so, like a chasm, huh? it's like a big hillside. Is it like a five foot deep chasm, or is it like a little rut? Uh, Dude, like the it's like the rut's probably as deep as a bike. Oh, okay. well, sit. Wow. Because yeah, that like doesn't happen where I'm from. Back east, it's, it's like, like a vertical like creek. It's, it's like the, it's <laughs> yeah. a loose like. How would you describe that hill? Like, like it, a, it's a vertical creek. No, the, uh, what, like, what, like, what kind of yeah. dirt is that? Like a not sandstone, but like. So it's really it's yeah. kind of loose dirt. Yeah, it's really sandy. sandy. It's basically, yeah. the so beginning it, of a canyon. Usually, so when it okay. when it rains, it, <laughs> the rain eels. eats away at it. So it gets this little rain rut from the rain, and over the years, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And that rain rut actually kind of cleared us away down because there's no real like. So so you you were literally canyon carving. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the sad thing is they get, they get the bike down. We we you know everyone helps get over a fence, and by everyone helps, I pointed and instructed. We missed a side um, by, we missed a side by side lift up. So, <laughs> so they they finally they get it down and like yay! There's a crowd has gathered <laughs> because of all the rangers' cars with the lights going, and then Charlie's like, I need to get back up to get my bike. Well, no, we both were kind of but right, like, but I Charlie mean, and Doug, but but the rangers and the the side by sides are up the hill. All the rangers are up the hill rescuing the guy whose bike they just rescued. Uh, yeah. So the, the they're like shit. They had to walk up. Yeah, we walked all the oh, way fuck back up that fucking hill. We were all watching, and the, at first we were like, this is the best show ever. And then you guys started walking up, and we were like, episode two. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was funny when the Rangers came down. I'm like, so what was the injury? And they're like, oh, it was uh, the guy whose bike went down. He twisted his ankle. Didn't want to <laughs> walk down. Did they roll their eyes? <laughs> they rolled yeah, their they eyes. Yeah, they did. And he has emotional problems. We had to console him. They rolled yeah. their eyes. That he, mean, yeah, he didn't walk down. Yet our guys got his bike down and then had to hike back up to get their bikes. Yeah. So yeah. we got back up. We started talking to the ranger or whatever. The head ranger was up there, and she actually gave us each um, a free like camping pass for a night or oh, whatever. Sweet. Nice. Hey, all right. um, because we, you know, we helped them out. Because realistically, by the time they got that dude down, because priority would be get that dude down, yeah. then they'd have to go back up and rescue the bike. It'd probably be like dark before they got that bike out. Yeah. So you saved them a ton of time. Yeah, so they really appreciate it. And that dude like gave gave us each fifty bucks. Sweet. What? There we go. Doug like tried to deny, it, and I actually missed that whole thing. So all of a sudden, <laughs> Doug had a hundred bucks in his hand. He gave me fifty. I was like, cool. Wow. So Charlie, are you gonna go rescue someone dude. again? Maybe. I mean, I kind of thought I was like paying <laughs> for it because, like, I'm definitely gonna probably do that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, pay it yeah. forward. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So so what kind of so to be clear, what kind of bike do you need to get to get out there? What what's like the minimum? That Jeremy you did it on. T- well, I mean, we could do it on TTR 125. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> something lightweight. I it's all on. like that. It's all skill. I mean, a TTR 125 is kind of difficult because you need more momentum and doesn't necessarily have a torque. But like, I mean, a 250. I mean, like, really any like proper dirt bike should be able to do it sweet 
It's just it's skill and it's momentum and it's body weight because it just it's a steep hill climb, but it's not super long and it's really loose, like sandy. It's he showed me the video of just him getting up there, and I just laughed. I was like, nope, mm, I'm good. Yeah. You well, should get a TW2. Like if you can do it on a TW200, do it because those things are the most fun things in the world. <laughs> yeah, I will tell you what tool you need to add to your arsenal. What, like because um, when I was de- deciding I was done riding for the day, but not done like enjoying the park, I was just kind of riding around on the main trail, just kind of just checking stuff out. And uh, there was a, a call to, for an injury on the Twin Hills, the big hill climb. Yeah. So the big hill climb, it comes um, right near the main road, and it looks like it goes straight up into the sky. Pretty terrifying looking. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying looking. And... There was a 17-year-old kid who broke his leg halfway up. Ooh. Oh, and so I decided, well, I, I'm, I want to see how they get somebody down this. This is kind of fascinating. They just rolled them down. No. <laughs> they put them in, in this how big clear balls. And rolled yeah. Yeah, or like a burrito in a blanket. Mm, I don't know. I, his, I, I, I don't know. I was actually less concerned with his condition. That wasn't my 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 concern i wanted to see what the process was how they get somebody down off the hill it's not like they've never done that logistically yeah so uh it was interesting um a couple rangers i think one ranger rode his bike halfway up and then just left it on the hill um they had a couple ranger cars down at the bottom of the hill and then somebody took i want to think say one of the side by sides up to the top of the hill guy from the top brought out one of those big sleds the same kind of thing you'd see like on a ski slope where they Mm. put them right Mm. they did that a little bit with for the one dude did they yeah captain so he comes uh from the top of the hill he's got it on a rope and he's just pulling it down and the others hiked up where they were taking care of him got his boot off got him in a splint had him on a board um but then what was interesting one of the guys had a backpack uh that had a pole um pounding tool the uh, pole driver oh, do you little, know what it looks like yeah it's a, tube it's a big pipe with, with two handles on either oh, side post, post hole digger post, well not a digger post hole driver it was a it's a post it's a post driver it was a slide hammer it's yeah. a giant slide it's a giant oh, okay. piece of pipe with the end capped off and two handles on either side oh yeah so they pull out a a giant spike stick it into the ground and and drive that spike down in now they've got the rope around that tie the sled to that load him onto the sled and they've got two guys who are lowering him down while another person is walking in front of the sled and leading it down so the spike was above him and they lowered him from it well they just ran it parallel to him you can run it anywhere on the hillside <clears throat> so that's so what he, you need to have. You need so to have the driver. That's, a that's what I was thinking. Like if we had like big okay, a pole, we'd be a, a, a spike. We could do it. So yeah. that kid's like hitting all the bumps on the way down yes. too, as he's on the sled. Oh, the, yeah, oh well. they let him down so slow. The kid had his hands behind his back, like he was laying at the beach, and just went for a ride down the hill. <clears throat> Did they yeah. now, helicopter him out after? No, because no? it wasn't life threatening. Yeah. Oh, okay. But now here's where the shit show was happening. <laughs> so his friends had all parked their bikes at the bottom of the hill now the bottom of the hill is also a trail between trails so the bottom of this hill is the midpoint going from one trail to another so they just park their bikes in the middle of the trail and when i say middle of the trail it's like 
30 feet across Jeez. it's huge like it's like big road right and they're in the middle and so three of them park in the middle then a couple of their buddies on uh, four on ATV show up park there a couple of their, more of their buddies show hey what's going on who got hurt <laughs> oh, oh wow and they park there now I'm watching more and more people trying to traverse because this is a two way trail Jeez. people coming down the hill and like ah, and having to like swerve and try and figure out how to get around them I of course backed myself up to the fence so my like my foot was in the grass on the fence i'm like leaning against the fence out of the way but watching more and more people come and just park right in the middle of the road to watch what was happening completely unaware bunch of dickheads that they're at the bottom of another hill and in the middle of the road are these the people that just stop in the middle of the road like mm-hmm. in an intersection most of them were teenagers even, and, even and i have to no, say these are left lane campers you know how because <laughs> this, this is what this is what they existence. say about uh how teenagers brains have not yet formed completely and they cannot <laughs> no it's true that they cannot understand uh like the relationship or the repercussion it's sure. just not so they were not aware they're only aware of their friend and the incident in front of them and the completely unaware of yeah. being in the path you mean there's so, rubberneckers <clears throat> on the dirt roads too oh, no. so there was that shit show happening but then once they got the kid down and he, he was kind of down at the bottom they were waiting to have the guys from the hill come down to help load him into the truck so two of the rangers uh they loaded up everything the postal digger the rope everything and then there were two bikes left on the hill one of the rangers and the kids bike so one of the guys <clears throat> hopped on and this is middle of the hill very steep <clears throat> and i'm like "Ooh, how's he gonna handle this he got on and just started riding it down now he's a skilled rider so you could tell he was just hitting the rear brake enough so the rear wheel was sliding but not coming around far enough but you cannot control your speed like if your rear wheel starts to come around on you you have to let go of the brake and go a little faster well what was down at the bottom a bunch of bikes all the kids who are now huddled around their friend (laughs) in the basket Wow. And I see this guy coming down and nobody's looking up. No one's aware. And he's looking down and he, he's he's pointing right towards him. And I see him. He's, start, he's trying to maneuver and trying to control this skidding, sliding bike. And he finally gets it over to the side of the trail and just goes right past one of the kids standing there. Oh, God. Just made it past him. <clears throat> Then somebody was smart enough and told everyone to move their damn bikes and get out of the way for the second wow. guy. But I sat there mesmerized watching the shit show. Man. You didn't tell him to move? No, I was just like, I'm just going to see. There was so many like rangers and medics and stuff. I wanted to see how they handle these situations. Sociopathically curious. That's. What <laughs> <laughs> I found it fascinating. And they did, they did a good job. Um yeah, and then they just load him in a truck and took him away. But that is exactly why we have <laughs> helicopter insurance. Yeah. Because if you do get yeah. fucked up, you get life Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at my helmet. There's a sticker on it. It says uh, Air Med Care. It used to be CalStar. They merged with, with a bunch of others. So it's like 38 states now that it covers you. And if you need a life flight, um, most of the helicopter companies are in this network. <clears throat> 65 bucks a year. Anything your insurance doesn't cover is now free. It's so worth it. Yeah, it covers your household. That's for the street too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's, um, for the, that's for anything. Everybody should have it. You don't have to ride a bike to need it. Hey guys, we're gonna say bye to Charlie and Micah. They've got to go out to dinner. Right. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for hanging, guys. You poor babies. <laughs> <Out to top. laughs> Thanks for sharing your story. And Charlie, you're about to lose all your money. Yeah. You steal you're, gonna, you're gonna need that. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Take care. Charlie, seat is softer than Mike, and I still. So. Can I go out the door? Yeah. Go ahead. You can take us. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, if people don't dirt bike, I really recommend trying it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know I just said, fuck that After shit. All this. However, I'm old and the risk first reward is not worth it anymore. Yeah. I am sore today and I fall good. But my neck is sore because I did hit my head and it actually popped my brand new camera off of the helmet. But it was it was it was dangling, so it was fine. Um, I've got a big bruise on my thigh. I think maybe the handlebars smacked me. My knee yeah, hurts. Yeah. My shoulder blade hurts. I don't hurts. need that kind of aggravation. I'm you sore, need to do but I'm yoga. okay. Uh, you got to get into up. yoga. Yeah, if your chakras were aligned, you wouldn't have been hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beating, man. How, how dare you say those words <laughs> in this garage? I, I do enjoy just trail riding. I just don't like mud or sand. Yeah. Is it yeah. Um, yeah, beneficial we'll to have it. to like have a sub 100 cc bike or like around that to be able to load into a truck easy and bring out yeah. there? Is that is that something? Yeah, because you can like put it on your shoulder if you want. It's yeah. based on horsepower. You want something what under 20 horsepower, something like that. under 20. I mean, yeah. I got a, tr- a trailer I ride it into, so it doesn't matter. But if you're like broke like me, right, and you want a dirt bike, is a hundred like? Do you have viable? a truck? No. Then you're not getting a dirt bike. I, I can put a, <laughs> get a truck first. I could I could put a dirt bike on the back of my bike. <clears throat> I always tell everyone because a lot of people do want to get a dirt and bike. Yes, I say, I've thought about it. Get a truck first, or a car that you can get a trailer for it. I see. Yeah. Get your affairs in order. Get that. But um, it it is fun, and it does improve your comfort on the road when things go sideways. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And hopefully stops them from actually going sideways. Literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but speaking of sideways, um, there was another death in town this weekend. Oh, Have no. you guys heard about it? No. Yep. So we don't know who it is. So we're very sorry to whoever this is. I don't think it's any of our people. We haven't found out yet. Just happened yesterday, but it is an unusual situation. And... Um, I'm very curious to find out how it happened, and I don't know if we ever will. So, um, just up near the UC Santa Cruz campus, there's a road called uh, Empire Grade Road, oh, yeah. and it's one of our favorite roads to ride. Now, yeah. parts of it are nice, sweeping, twisties, great, but down lower, there's just some straightaways. Um, it's on an incline, um, but this is a weird case. It was yesterday afternoon. And they said there was a group of six riders. They said that uh, drug and al- drugs and alcohol were not um, part of this. And I don't think speed was. Really. <clears throat> so the rider who was in the back, they were on a long straightaway. The rider who was in the back of the pack swerved or, or veered uh, into the across the yellow line. I don't was he start was he trying to pass everyone? Not sure. However, there was an SUV coming down the road. And this is what's so weird. Um it was a long straightaway. So they said it was quite certain that both the driver of the car and the rider of the bike were aware of each other. They saw each other. The SUV it wasn't a turn, but no, it was was on a straightaway. The what? SUV coming out of a turn yeah. saw the bike 
across the yellow line, oh, come into geez. their lane, and they had nowhere to go because there was a rock wall on one side and the other bikers oh, on the other wow. side of them. Oh, All they what? could do was stay in their lane, and the biker plowed right into the middle of what their the f- car. Yeah. It sounds like target fixation at the end, but why? So this this section of the road has a severe drop-off on the other side, so the car had nowhere to go. So if the biker, for some what reason, was in, in the middle of the road, in their lane, they had... I think I know what section that is. Where is and, it? <clears throat> it's on the back end towards the fire station. Okay. It has to be yeah. just up near the campus, oh. maybe where that mountain biking trail crosses. No. Yeah, a little bit farther. Just it's a tiny closer bit farther. to closer to Felton Empire Road. Anyway, um, yeah, it's they're they're calling it an unusual situation. Did the, It sorry. seems very weird that. You know, we hear this a lot where a car pulls out in front of you because they say, I never saw you. Right. This almost seems like the biker didn't see the SUV in the lane. Which, how do you miss Or was just reckless. Uh, or possibly. I'm thinking medical condition, maybe. Possibly. Well, I mean, look, depending on how staggered those other riders are, depending on how staggered those other riders are, you could not have seen yeah. it. I mean, you know, maybe and maybe uh, it was just a poor choice. Maybe yeah. they, the way they're describing it, that the SUV was quite aware that they were there, but couldn't do anything. So there was time to maneuver. Yeah, so it wasn't like the writer pulled out the last second or anything. No. Wow. Uh, it it doesn't like, make sense. I wonder if he was okay, fucking I, I, or something, or is camera? I wonder if he's a camera bike. Here's uh, here's one thing: is that most riders, when they panic, forget how to counter steer. That's extremely common, unless they've specifically practiced counter-steering. Well, that's exactly it. So once a rider is in a full panic, usually they're very bad at making evasive maneuvers unless unless they've specifically practiced swerving by counter-steering. I I swerved wrong for like two years. I would try and pull the bike instead of counter-steering it. I would, would, you know... Do the rock and sock and robot thing. Yeah, Yeah. I would try and pull it. And you're trying to, you know, if you try and pull a bike to the side, that's you're you're using your body weight to try and move a six, seven hundred pound gyroscope. It's going to move about six inches. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we can infer because they were the back rider, they could have been the least experienced too. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so it's it's possible that they made a. Uh, and again, we're totally thrown out there. I don't know why they ended up in that lane. You know, maybe they well, were like, know, "Oh, I'm gonna pass." Make any sense. The, the counter to that is like that's one of the more skilled guys is the sweep. Yeah. Oh right now at the back of the pack. Yeah. Probably but, just like got relaxed himself and and. Uh, once they're yeah, Once, I don't I don't know, and I have to say you know I, again I'm really sorry that you know life was lost here, but every time there is an accident uh, locally, I kind of become fascinated. Like I want to under- understand how it happened so I can understand how to avoid it. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> and this one really doesn't make any sense at all, and I feel terrible for it, the it driver is, yeah. of the car it is strange because a lot of the times most incidents can be avoided by either backing off or slowing down but since this is not a speed related episode right incident, and, and people have been posting like i posted on our facebook page and people have been posting like yeah you know people go wide in the curves all no that isn't it yeah people are always speeding on there you got to slow down no that wasn't it hmm. um it is a mystery but yeah, I mean, I, I, and I, I do, I feel terrible for the drivers of cars when we, on our bikes, take risks and put others. I, I just, mm-hmm. it makes me remember, um, this was years ago, like <clears throat> 10, 12 years ago, up uh, there's a pump, pumpkin farm, is it uh, old? 
uh, old San Jose Road or uh, oh Castle Oh, uh, uh, I forget where it is. Uh, up off of Seventeen, one of those roads, uh, the one that you can take over towards Aptos. Vine, Vine Hill, something like that. But yeah. and then I think there's like a hmm. pumpkin farm or something. But there was a family with a child in a minivan who had been like picking strawberries or pumpkins or something and they turned out of it when they um turned out of the driveway there was a motorcyclist at a high rate of speed that they crossed his path so the motorcyclist saw a car entering so he swerved into the other lane to avoid him but they also accelerated to avoid him and completed their turn and he ended up hitting them head on and going through the windshield And this is a family with a child in the, in the oh back seat. God. And it's like, oh, man. It's, it just reminds you, like, yeah. don't, don't, don't do that in places where there are people and yeah. cars. Yeah. Don't safely. do that outside the track. Go to the track. Don't ride recklessly fast. Know how quickly you can stop. Know how quickly I'm not going to be a react. complete hypocrite because, you know, sometimes we do go ride fast in the hills, but I'm also aware when it's when there's driveways and, 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 and businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Empire don't do like it a, there. Empire is a neighborhood, basically. Yeah. It's, it's a residential road. Yeah. Yeah. People I'm not, blaze up that then. I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm not saying you have to follow the speed limit all the time, but just... You know, take a step back and and you know if you get a gentle lesson, pay attention to it before something. My else friend, happens. Uh, my friend I Anna. Almost, oh, good. I almost I almost um, ran into the barrier on seventeen the other day because I was I, I <gasps> that one that like comes out and almost gets you. It's in the middle of a turn. No, no, it's it's I <laughs> going north. It scared what? me. <laughs> Which one? There's it's, a there's a sweeping turn in the middle of the turn you can make a left turn so there's a break in the barrier oh yeah and then there's a big yellow barrier right there and there is no breakdown lane there are inches between you and the wall no No, what happened is i mean i made a stupid choice i decided i'll change lanes while i'm in a bit of a lean and i my rear wheel stepped out a little bit Mm. and uh this was the day i stopped squeezing i stopped covering my front brake in turns because i automatically squeezed the front brake i didn't panic grab it but i squeezed it the bike straightened up and i came a about two feet from that uh, concrete Oof. barrier, which at sixty miles an hour is really close. Yeah, and, that's a gentle lesson. That was really happened? close. What happened? You were you were le- going towards the wall. You I were- decided to change lanes uh, in a lean, which is a stupid idea. And when my rear tire hit the white line, it stepped out a little bit. Were you when in- I felt that slip, I squeezed the front brake. As soon as you squeeze the front brake in a turn or decelerate, the bike stands up. Were you increasing your lean or or, or leaning up, leaning up the bike to go left? Or were you changing lanes to the right? I was changing lanes to the left, from the right lane to the left lane. Oh. In a right-hand turn? In a right-hand turn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's stupid. It's stupid. And I did it. The the reason I did something that reckless is because I just had to go around somebody who was camping the left lane. I was pissed off. I should have noticed that and not done it. Fuck left lane hoggers on the Yeah, yeah, fuck you. But, you know. Shout out. Shout out. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a great post on uh, the Santa Cruz subreddit, actually, which is a tiny, very inactive Reddit. I go in there. Which said, said, (laughs) to the lady in the red Porsche 911 with the license plate, fast mom. You're not not fast. And you spent, you were in the left lane doing 55 like 50 miles an hour all the way over 17 just because the speed limit doesn't mean you're allowed to stay there yeah <laughs> seems like trolling but that. i believe it yeah yep i haven't seen that porsche yet but i'm looking for it yeah <laughs> i want to know fast so yeah always bad news she when hot? we hear that i i hope we can you know get some more information and figure out what happened yeah. and and also i just use this as a reminder like any uh death or accident that has happened in our community i use that as a reminder to people 
to be aware of the chances that we take and 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 everyone else that's involved family friends uh witnesses how it affects them how our decisions to to ride and take risks can affect everybody so just use that as a reminder um oh here's some cool news harley's doing something pretty cool have you guys heard what they are doing partnering with alta i know that's old news man making cars uh, no. yeah, that would making be bad fly- news. Making flying cars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is, and you know, I love it when you hear like new, like marketing kind of ideas. Yeah, and marketing it can really change everything. I mean, yeah, you meet the nicest people on a Honda, sold a hell of a lot of bikes, True. right? Yeah, <clears throat> and it's not often that these kind of things come along. And I'm wondering how big this is going to be. So, what Harley is doing is they are creating eight intern positions Mm -hmm. Hmm. these eight interns they're gonna they have to be college students preferably in marketing or media um yeah getting their their degree in marketing or media they're looking for like junior or seniors Hmm. and you're gonna get a bike a free bike a free harley oh Mm -hmm. can i choose the harley i don't know about that maybe anyway they're they're choosing eight interns who are going to get each one will get a free bike, and they are going to be posting to social media Instagram. about their bikes mm. and about their adventures, and then they're also going to be sent out to events and rallies and such. So if I go back to college, can I choose the live wire? <laughs> I will be Harley's Instagram hoe. <laughs> so, uh, community college. Is there camp? any actual work involved, or do you just have to be like into social Well, you're going to have to wrench on that Harley. Well, you know. you're going <laughs> to be sent out to events and be a representative and, and yeah. to post about it. Brand ambassador. Here's, yeah, brand ambassador. Here's what I love, um, that they're reaching out to college students. This is going to get a lot of college students' attention. Micah is filling out the application. She's like, there's an application, and there's an essay, and there's a video. Like, it's she's legit. doing it. Oh, she, she is. Wow. I'd she might love get to see Micah on a road king. <clears throat> the demographic. No, I just said maybe she should just get a street seven. 50. Fat Bob or the um, what's the the cafe the, the street XR. eight eight three? No, no, no. The, the XR. <clears throat> that's the XR. The seven fifty. No. No, 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 no. There's so the street versions. Yeah. There's a cafe version of one of them. That's pretty, uh-huh. pretty cool. Oh, right. hmm. Um. Anyway, I think that is pretty brilliant, and it, I think it's going to get them some good PR, some good representation. But it's getting them in with the young crowd because what do we keep saying? How do we that, do, fellow kids? Yeah, <laughs> we keep saying that you know Harley's going to be in trouble because their loyal followers are going to be dying off in the next twenty years, right? Something like um, that. Yeah, aging. They Alec. really and they've been. They really need to figure out how to reach the younger people, and they're doing it with this. So we'll see how successful it is, but I want to give them kudos. I think it's a great program. I love I love skateboarding. I love high C, and I love my Dynaglide. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my three favorite things. I always pronounce uh, that hick. It, I didn't until somebody actually said it in front of me. <laughs> I just thought it was a drink called. No, hick. that's you now. <laughs> we'll just start calling it that. You know, I just realized we didn't even announce it, Evan, that you were in the room. Oh, well, I'm here. That was Evan. He showed up a little late. <laughs> I was working um, on my bike. <laughs> Should, should we get to some emails? We've got a few. All right. Now, you know what? I'm just going to let you read it. It's always no, more entertaining I don't want to read when emails. you read emails. <laughs> Fuck. You guys go ahead. I need to I need to look at this in paragraphs. All right, All right Evan, go we'll ahead and read. Well, here we go. This this uh, 
email is from Kramer Joel. I mean, it's probably Joel Kramer, I but we'll so. just we'll just call him Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Jerry. <laughs> You all threw out some great suggestions for a flickable commuter. I ride an 01 SV650, and I mm-hmm. echo that suggestion, mm-hmm. Give, given the listener's list of wants. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that makes sense. I put So he says, I put bar risers and high-rise ATV bars on mine. What do we think of that? <clears throat> Is that possible? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Okay, that sounds wrong to my I mind. like putting upright... Um, ATV bars? Sure. Okay. On an SV? Yeah. That's what... Z- oh, ATV. I don't know. But that's what Zach put upright bars on it, and his was yeah. fantastic. A- ATV or ADV? <laughs> ATV. ATV bars. Oh. It's like a dirt bike bar. It's a little bit wider. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good well, different shape to him. He continues with the top box and a tank bag. Tank bag. A uh, great riding position. And then he says, still love the show, Joel. And I'm thinking, did he not love the show at some point? Or is, is it Probably. <laughs> everybody yeah. goes through uh, cycles with us. I still oh, love it. I'm sure we go through those <laughs> cycles with everybody, too. Despite <laughs> no, I think, uh, I mean, the SV650 is one of those bikes that whenever anyone says, hey, I need a bike, what should I get? You can't go wrong. It's the it's the Honda Accord of motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what bike is that again? Oh, my God, the it SV650. is. The SV650. No, it's the, it's the Toyota Corolla it's the motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, if you really want to turn it into a track bike, the people are very successful turning those into There's track bikes. There's so much shit for turning those things into a track bike. It's amazing. Um, that would make it a Civic. And it sounds like in this case, yeah. <laughs> you could turn it into a comfortable commuter or a touring bike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not the perfect touring bike, but a good solid bike. Have you ever done that on this show? Like comparing bikes to cars? You've ever done that bit? Hmm. Uh, yes-ish. Yeah. Well, My you know bike what? is a sporty Cadillac from the 60s. Yeah, I was about to say. So what is your bike? Uh, ST Honda ST eleven hundred, and, and you're saying so, it's a sporty it's, it's, Cadillac, kind of like Eldorado. Like it was. <laughs> well, I I was thinking your bike is a K car. No, not how classy it is. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess it's not classy enough to be a Cadillac. But I was thinking more like it's a boat, and it was nice when it came out. So I think that's an Escalade. So you're saying it's old. Oh, there we go. And it's an Oldsmobile Toronado. No, it's a it's an <laughs> it's older a Tundra. Toy- no, it's an older Toyota Avalon. It's big. Ooh. It's got plenty of space. There you go. It's Chrome. got plenty of space. It'll Chrome. run forever. But it's not that pretty. So, Evan, or pretty at all. Say what your bike is and what car you think it is related to. Well, I got the ascot. Everyone knows that. But I'll take this opportunity to say that I bought a 1986 VFR 700 Interceptor. Have fun with those oil top end problems. Ah! 86? Ah, all of them. The the second gens weren't quite as bad as the 83, 82. All right. So, what car do you think your your bike is most similar to? the, The ascot? Hmm. Oh, the Ascot? Yeah, the, the Ascot. Oh, that, well, that's going to be your, you know, early 90s Honda Accord. Like, it's got the little it's got the little antenna that I'm, goes I'm gonna up. I'm going to say it's the Prelude. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Because it's got the little antenna that goes and up. And the little luggage track on the it's back. It's boxy. Oh. It's kind of sporty, but it's really weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Four-wheel steering. But boxy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bagel? Yes. What? Um, what Mini Cooper or Fiat do you think your Vespa is like? Well, the Vespa GTS, um, that's a good question. I, I'd have to say it's probably better than a Mini Cooper. Um, geez. I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough one because it's it's just kind of its own thing. Maybe maybe a Fiat five hundred, but it's yeah. it's better quality than that though. <laughs> is it though? Yeah. 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 No. Because yeah. I, I, I was I gonna, gonna I was I gonna say them, that's all. Uh, yeah. Le car. 
Uh, no, no, it's much better than the car. A Messerschmitt. But but I will say though that my my Heinkels are totally the scooter version of a 1950s 60s Mercedes 190 yeah. sedan. Yeah. Um, my Vespa P200 is is totally the scooter version of a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Ciao. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, well, the Bajaj is probably the scooter version of a rickshaw. Bajaj. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Knock. What is your XR 650R? I'm what? thinking some sort of Group B rally car. <laughs> <laughs> probably get a WR. Just way or too loud and just some like Subaru spitting, yeah. spitting fire. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I could see that. Sometimes get it. It's you Wait, know, what, it's what a, is it again? It's a Can super you, motard. It's an XR six fifty R super motard. Yeah, I like a rally car. Like a rally car sounds good. Yeah, mm-hmm. older older Evo. Right, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think my Versus is a what's the uh, Toyota SUV that everyone has? The Rav Four. Oh, no, Rav- the bigger one. Land Rover. No, no smaller Land Cruiser. Toyota SUV. Cruiser. Yeah, the Land Cruiser. No, or the FJ Cruiser. I don't know. Those F- are ugly as shit, and so is the Versus. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the FJ? No. That's, okay. That's an ugly Hilux? piece of crap. Yeah, the FJ Cruiser is disgusting. Yeah. Okay, what are you really? talking about? I like about? those. What is uh, the, what are the Toyota? Toyota? Is it a Honda Element? <laughs> it is no. kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a cube car. Your Versus yeah. is a cube car. <laughs> no, 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 no. It has a built-in TV. <laughs> yeah. No, no I think. I think. <clears throat> oh, what is the no um, Honda and t- uh, Toyota? They they are they look uh, exactly like they just rebadge them. Is it what? Honda and Corolla and Civic? No, 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 no SUV. <laughs> the Versus is just oh, one of the RV, and then the no, other the C- bigger ones. Rav Four. We the FJ Cruiser is the big one. No. we're gonna get letters about this. Toyota Some, Tundra. Like, a bunch of people out there are screaming. It's a blue. I know. <laughs> I it, the Versus. The Versus is just a. It's a just a oh, forerunner. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay, there we forerunner. go. Forerunner. They made for truck. decades. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, it's, it's a pickup got a back truck seat. slash SUV thing. It's got oh, a backseat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a Toyota. I'm not saying it isn't. I just thought it was a truck. No, no, it's yeah. SUV. All right, good no. game. Knock. Are you ready to read an email? Drum roll, please. Wow. Now, no. now I'm not gonna read it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Built up the suspense too much. Exactly. Uh, Don't this fuck one's up. Titled "Got a New Bike" from hey. Casey. Uh, Hi, Misfits. Just wanted to say thanks for the podcast and making those god awful Mondays so much better. Thank you. So I picked up my first street bike that actually runs in quote marks, an O2 uh, LX883 Hugger. Yes, it is a Harley, and you can bash me all you want. I love it. But I have a small issue that I could use your help with. From the main oil okay, from the main oil drain tube of this sexy little conquered great beast <laughs> oh. there is a continuous drip of oil. Uh-huh. Not just about one or drop one one drop every day or so. Is this normal? Uh if if it is, fuck that. Uh it sounds like a crush washer to me. I yeah. tighten the hose clamp uh a hair and it seems very tight and what the fuck is that? That was awesome. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> he just ran, waddled up and was like... <laughs> I tightened the hose clamp uh, here and it seems very tight. Is it time to replace the hose and and, and clamp? Okay, or is explain it just where the leak the is again. Is it definitely from the hose? Uh, any, tips on ma- uh, any tips on maintaining my new bike? Hold on a second. Uh, thanks again, Misfits. Uh, signed Casey. From the main oil drain tube. Oh, that means it's sexually excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and neuter your neuter your motorcycle. Uh, you're doing, from the main you're doing oil good. drain tube 
I don't know what that means. Okay, I'm not sure, except... Is it a crankcase breather? So does does this bike have a separate oil bag? Yeah, what is... It's, I believe they're... What is the bike again? So here's the deal. When you say tube, there's one or two things here. It can be a rubber hose. Oh, it's a Harley. can have a crack, or it can be a tube that might have a bend in it. So um, John Dalton today was working on his uh, BMW, that poor, poor thing. And Why? What did you do to it? On that thing? Uh, just, you know, like there's a, um, the rear drive seal <clears throat> needs to be replaced, but it's going to cost $500 to get what? it done. It's like the shaft. <clears throat> shaft drive is supposed to be, the, that's the point uh, right. shaft drive. You never free. have to work on it. It's maintenance free. No, yeah. the God, seal, blue, and then you have to have a special tool Wait, for the BMW. He never replaced it. it. <laughs> He never replaced it. So he that has too. a bandana tied around it. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh asking for it. Uh, anyway, so, but he was working on something else and he had his fuel line, which is a, it's a rubber hose that comes down and then it, it takes a bend and feeds into another hose. Um, it's a small hose fits into a big hose. And so what Jesus they do is Christ. they stick a metal tube down into the small hose to reinforce it. Mm. So when you slide it up into the big hose, uh, you can f- put a clamp and tighten it down. It needs to be reinforced from the inside. So he went to pull the hose out of the big hose and he used uh, needle nose pliers and grabbed it below the reinforced part and mm. tore the hose. So this is a fuel line? It's a fuel line. Was he smoking at the time? No. <laughs> so I told him simply... He's not dead, so probably Cut not. it. Cut it. He had to cut like two inches down to where he had fractured the hose. Ooh. And then he had to take that cut part that had the reinforced, reinforced tube in it. He had to slice it open and get that reinforced tube out. Slide it into the now shorter hose, which he was down. able to slide back up. But the point being, when you have... Anytime you have hose, whatever it is clamping to, because he said there's a hose clamp, that means you're going to have a barb or a pipe. You need to have something rigid in there that you're tightening it to. Mm-hmm. Um and the hose or whatever it's tightening to can both form leaks. <clears throat> mm. And hose oftentimes gets crack you may not see. And sometimes you need to replace a hose or cut an inch off and slide it down further. So you need to really inspect that, the hose. It's, it's, <clears throat> I'm trying to think if it's a crankcase breather. Do they have crankcase breathers? I don't know. Oh, I don't know shit about Harley. If it's a crankcase breather, they're supposed to do that. <clears throat> well, they're so, it's supposed to go feed into your <laughs> airbox so it gets. Yeah, but you can put in. a check valve on there. This is an O2. The check valve lets it breathe air in but not let oil out. It's an okay. O2 883. Google so, it. Could it just be the check valve is bad? No, but it doesn't matter what it is or where it's going to. Whenever you have a hose clamp on a hose, it needs to be tightened onto something that is solid. And if there is a leak coming out, you also, sometimes the hose gets chunks taken out of it because you're compressing it. Mm. And sometimes just cutting an inch off of it and sliding it down and having a new fresh cut edge will do Mm. the trick. Sure. So that is my best advice. It's cool. I, on my list of like kind of preventative maintenance things to do is just get a figure out what size all my carburetor tubes are, buy a ton of new carburetor tubing and snip it all up and replace all my carb tubes and my vacuum tubes and stuff. Because right now they're like I took one off my my ninety five and I held <coughs> it up and I snapped it in half. Ooh. They're rock. And don't you have three bikes now? 
Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> guys, three ST eleven hundred. No, I've discovered a rule of of old motorcycles. Once you have two old weird motorcycles, people dump their other old weird motorcycles. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> oh, of no. course, the funny thing is, the one I got dumped on me is nicer than either of the other ones I have. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a, you lot. got a free bike. The one oh, I'm not complaining at all. It's that, amazing. The one I ride has 169,000 miles on it. Wow. Nice. And uh, occasionally vapor locks. The one that I was given has 21,000 miles what? on it and only needs a little cardboard. That's what Holy you would call cow. a gentle Dude. lesson. Huh? Dude, you got basically got a new bike, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, a new bike that it the the low mileage one is six years older. It's a 91. The one I'm riding mm, is a 97. Great though. Yeah. It doesn't have heated grips though. Mm, no. It could be remedied for Santa Cruz. Yeah. Dude, I need it. I get up at five in the morning and it's still cold then. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, Isaac. Do you have an email there? Yes. Do you this need is... a drum roll? No. Okay. <laughs> This is from Tom from Wakefield, UK. Hello, Misfits. Was wondering if you could please help me fix my bike and get riding. I bought a, I bought a KLX. Bring it over here. <laughs> <laughs> or fly us out there. I will fly out there. Just buy my plane ticket and feed me and love me and with affection. Oh. So I bought a KLX 650, 1995. I test rode it and all was fine. Took it for a ride the day after and about 10 minutes into the ride, it started cutting out for about three seconds, then back to normal. Kept doing this till I got home. Also, the rev counter was all over the place. It seems worse at low revs. I cleaned the carb, checked fuel delivery, replaced coil and spark plug, but nothing gets rid of the problem. Thanks for your help. Love the podcast. Tom, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Sounds fuel delivery, right? It, well, yeah, I was going to guess spark plug because a lot of, if you got fouled spark plugs, they'll yeah. just suck. I'm did you have the one. choke on? But didn't he say you replaced the spark plugs? Wait, let's start with the simplest. Did you leave the choke on? Because that will do that. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> or a vacuum leak. If but, yeah, if not, uh, yeah. Okay, wait. KLX boots. does it have, does it have a, a vacuum? KLX 650 will have a choke, a vacuum operated. Will it have pet a vacuum, vacuum operated pet cock? Yeah. Mm, if it does, I'm surprised it started at all. It could be like he uh, didn't seat well, his car. Well, no, because it would have. Uh, if it's a if it's a fuel delivery problem, it would still have gas wow. in the bowl. Well, so. It, it wouldn't be an air leak because that causes lag, right? Like, it it, it will stay revved up well, longer, right? right? No, the, I mean, the vacuum leak can be intermittent. It can be partially working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need Emma. Some gas through, but not a lot. Um, <clears throat> so, that to me, it sounds fuel delivery. And the easy thing to check there is, is there fuel in the bowl? And if there isn't, do you have a vacuum petcock? Yeah. And is the vacuum hose attached? When in doubt, if you have a vacuum petcock, check if you have a vacuum petcock. If you have a vacuum petcock, that's your problem. Remove vacuum petcock. <laughs> now see if it works. Yeah. If, I, if it still doesn't work, well, at least you got rid of your vacuum petcock. So a KLX 650, is this a twin? No, this would be a single. Okay, so it could be spark. But he said well, it's he said all he checked over the plugs. The re- well, but that doesn't mean a coil is going Change bad. You can coil. have a cracked Excuse coil. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty binary though. I had a. I mean, uh, if, if you do get a problem like this where it's like really it won't get on the throttle and it revs up, it, the first thing you do is you want to check if your plugs are fouled. I had this happen with a Nighthawk this morning. Took it out. Black plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely black plugs. Yeah. But, also, but also, but, oh, sorry, but also oh. if your if your coil is starting to go, it will run fine at first often and, and but then once it gets warmed up, then it starts to cut out. Um, that could be what it is too, possibly. Yeah, new like coil wires would be yeah. But try everything else first. Too. You know, try the stuff that doesn't involve spending Spark money. Spark plug caps go out too. Yeah, the little yeah. boot. The boot? Yeah, the boot. Yeah. That's what I had to do on mine. 
Lorez. So um, yeah, but those those would show up more when when the bike's cold though, rather than when it's hot though, right? Oh, he said. When did he say it cuts out? Because it cuts out like during the ride. It's, it's it ran fine yeah. at first, like it's the first ten minutes. He day, said right. Ten minutes into the ride, it started cutting out for about three seconds, then back to normal. Yeah, yeah. dog farted. Oh my god! It happened. Kept doing this until I got home. <laughs> we all do it. Also, the rev counter is all over the place. It seems worse at low revs. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is you seeing the rev counter is all over the place? Does that mean like like, like the gauge is is like freaking out? <clears throat> I guess it's just oh, well. like. Bogging, revving up, bogging, revving up. Well, could be, but if 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 the engine is, depending on what he means, if the engine is is running at a steady pace, steady pace, but the rev counter is going up and down, it could be, you know, some sort um, of issue with the ignition. Possibly, I'm, I'm thinking like the bike is revving, the the motor could speed be. is going up. Could but be, yeah. It's, yeah, I was not very clear, but yeah, you'd like maybe it bogs and you're like, I'll try adding more gas, and it kicks back in and revs right up because you like yeah. open the throttle. I wonder if he's got a torn boot. Does it have a CV carb? Uh, yeah, that goes back to another vacuum leak. Uh, so <clears throat> another test. So if you don't know how to test for that, you get the bike running and you spray something like starter fluid around the outside of the carburetor and around the intake uh, hoses there. If the engine starts to rev up, that means you have a vacuum leak because it's pulling air from outside of the carburetor. Do this outside with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. If you if you want to check if it's a um, vacuum leak, you can actually detach the hose from the engine and you can suck on it to open up the petcock, or it could be a dirty petcock. Uh, take the petcock off and make sure you it's clean, and yeah. and make sure that that is. Uh, operating that the diaphragm is not getting stuck that was my problem Liz. i don't want to hear about you sucking on your pet cock <laughs> <laughs> wow I was, sucking, I was sucking on the hose <laughs> <laughs> leave the hose out of this <laughs> don't be gross so um yeah those are some things you can try thank you for sending those in this has a manual pet cock a manual pet cock yeah. okay uh-huh. so fuel like, delivery it could like still it. be a dirty pet cock yeah or it could be the gasket in there's gummed up and it's all Clean your coxer. Put an inline fuel filter so that you can see the flow of the gas and make sure that you don't have debris getting in there. True. Yeah, because if there's rust in the tank, that could cause fuel flow as well. Uh, Would this have a plastic tank? Does it have a CV carb or is it like a flat slide or a round slide? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, My instinct, though, is fuel delivery on this. But also check your... um, coil spark plug uh cap check all of that make sure you have a good fat spark and you know the way to test that is to get a um take your spark plug out put it back into the spark plug cap lay it on the engine case and start the bike and look for a good fat kind of bluish spark oh you know they might actually have a back impact cock this is not okay you're not helping anymore yeah all right But um, I wanted to end on a bit of a success story. S- sort of a success story. It's nearing kind. a success story. You're too kind. Approach You're talking me. about me like that. So, <laughs> no, it wasn't you. I oh. <laughs> um, I know you're, you're quite excited that you had a stripped bolt and you put a helicoil in and got it fixed. I literally patted myself on the back and <clears throat> that was, I was good. red. However, Bagel... The, the, face, the, the face you're making looks like Groucho Marx when he's smug. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, Bagel has been working for months 
on his months engine months and months for his cannonball scooter because yes. mm. he's got a big trip coming up yeah it's coming up real soon so bagel soon. remind us what happened to the engine in the first place all right mm. let me take you back for <laughs> way back Hold on, let me get comfortable let me get a pillow <laughs> the year was 1978 <laughs> <laughs> disco was just going out of fashion um no but um the uh back back almost four years ago uh, last time I did the scooter cannonball run, uh, I blew up my engine in spectacular fashion, um, and the bike has been sitting ever since. And I've been meaning to get to it and, and get it uh, get it back on the road. This was how many years ago? This was nearly four years ago. Yes. Yep. And finally, last year, I started digging into it, and um, and over these many months, have been have been working on it and last week i finally buttoned the engine itself back up um i put in put on a a used top end uh well let me explain the what happened first of all yes um basically i I think what happens i think i was off on my valve timing when i had adjusted it the last time Mm. and it ended up burning the exhaust valves and one of them let go uh and basically embedded itself into the piston was this is this the the one that you poured out (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you had bored this one out right no no this is totally stock so you've blown up a few vespas oh i've blown up Several, yeah, uh, <laughs> nice. but but uh, these have one of my well, two of my modern Vespas. So um, and both in the same the same thing it turned out unfortunately. But um, now I've learned my lesson the hard way twice. Um, <laughs> but but basically the uh, the piston looked like a UFO crash landed into the, the face face of the moon. Nice. <laughs> oh, it God. was it was bad. Classic. Um, so so I basically replaced the whole top end with a, a used top end that I picked up uh, relatively cheap. Um, head looks like it's in good shape. Um, I did didn't go through the head um in extensively other than just you know, just checking it make sure everything looked good um put it all together um had a hell of a time with the rings kept breaking the oil scraper ring oh. um uh, yeah right that broke that like twice before yeah. i finally got it on um got it all back together last weekend uh decided to take it home so i could work on it um at home when i had some more time um but there have been other things with this bike that I've been trying to figure out and and deal with as well. Um, I I put a loan my spare engine into the bike uh, for the meantime just so I could ride it around. Uh, and last weekend we had gone uh, down to um, the the uh, the vintage oh, yeah uh, Santa Cruz vintage cycles yeah, yeah. and 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 on the way back my bike was well I noticed on the way there it was kind of making the squeaking noise oh no. And I was like, what the hell is that? That's I thought it was like some cars, you know, brakes, you know, driving down the road were squeaking. But no, it was me. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Oh, that sounds like a piston ring. No, no. No, no this is and and, and I was piston ring uh, squeak. Bearing? No, it was it was like it was a wheel wheel squeak. Oh. Um and I noticed that the rear end was a little bit wobbly, like oh. right as I was getting home. And I kind of looked at it when I got home, and I didn't see anything out of out of the ordinary. It looked okay, except I noticed that the rotor was. It seemed like the rotor was scraping on the caliper or something. Oh. Like it was too close to the caliper. Mm. Not wrong. Like uh, that doesn't look good. I don't know what's going on here. So, rode it to the garage the next day. And Emma took one look at it, and she's like, "Oh, well, there's your problem." 
you're missing your axle nut. Oh, <laughs> nice. What? How far did you go without that? I, Oops. Well, m- probably most of the way to the motorcycle museum and back, Freeway. apparently. But it, it has it has a swing arm plate on the other side, so it's not like the wheel's going to fall off. But it was loose, and that was definitely not good. I may have chewed up the axle on my spare motor. Um, because when I went to take it off uh, this weekend to swap parts for my my uh, the engine that's going back in the cannonball bike, I, I couldn't get the hub off the axle. Oh, <laughs> oh God. So uh, there might be some damage there. Sounds like you need a press. Yeah, but so, at least you've got a spare bike. But well, I've got I've got the original engine that's going back in there now. I put I put a brand new caliper on that too because the old caliper was pretty shot. Um, and this is a, this bike has uh, like forty two thousand miles on it. Eesh. Lots of hard miles, lots of cannonball miles. It's got an iron butt. Uh, it's been through forty two states, so it's it's been it's had its fair share of abuse. Um, and the other problem that I've noticed is that. Uh, it's been having a really strong gasoline smell, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And you from. have the spare tank. Right, because I've got that spare tank plumbed into the main tank, and you know I've got extra fuel lines and fittings and vent lines and stuff, so it's kind of crazy. But I was looking everywhere on all of these lines and fittings, and there's no nowhere where it looked like it was leaking. And I could not figure it out, but that gasoline smell was there, and it was bad. It was, it was so bad, I couldn't keep it in my garage mm. at home because... If I did, the fumes would waft into the house. Mm. I got a question. <laughs> so, can you yeah. put food coloring in the gas? Maybe. Yeah, that's what they do with kerosene. Yeah. Wait, no, water is no. Well, not I mean, food coloring. It's but... a tiny bit. There's more. I'm just wondering if you have a, a gas leak, it might be easier that. to find if it was. Well, well I, yeah, I found lime that. green. You can well, yeah. buy stuff for that. <laughs> okay, put, but here's but just put Jello in there. UV. Right. Well, here's what I did. Uh, I figured I'd take a look at the tank, see if I could figure out where it was coming from when I had the engine out, because it's a lot easier to get to the tank on a Vespa GTS. Because it's the tank on a Vespa GTS is literally inside those little like cheeks on the back of the frame mm. and inside the butt of it. So it's like way up inside of the bike. Like, and the, <laughs> so the only were, way to get to it is sorry. to drop the engine out of the so bike. So you were doing I butt store. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I butt stuff. Way up. There. I also store my extra fuel in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so so I dropped I dropped the engine out. Um, to to get it out to put the new engine in and started looking around the tank to see if I could figure out where this gas smell is coming from and I noticed as I was pulling the engine out that the exhaust had sort of a wet spot on it and I kind of looked at it and sniffed it mmm that smells like gasoline and I looked up and the very bottom of the tank there was sort of this bulge there um, oh, because no. at one point the exhaust on my cannonball bike had had developed cracks and the exhaust gases were basically shooting up into the frame. They'd melted the, the turn oh. turn signal from the inside and they'd heated up the tank but and it looked like it kind of, you know, warped it a little bit. You were riding a bomb. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Before I got the, the exhaust welded <laughs> That's up. some final destination <laughs> you're riding, shit. You're riding a bomb with like the, the, so, the, the nut on the yeah, wheel this, falling this off. This was in 2012, mind you. So, and, and I got it welded up on the cannonball in 2012. Made it the rest of the way just fine. The tank was not leaking. It was holding gas. You know, I figured, okay, it's got a little heat damage, but it's alright. It's good. It's holding. Oh, it's a f- plastic keel cell. It's plastic tank, yeah. yeah. Um, well, fast forward to 2018 um that melted part apparently had 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 enough and it just started uh, leaking a tiny little pinhole drip out of there and that's all it took and it was dripping onto the exhaust so it would hit the exhaust and evaporate when it was hot so i wouldn't see anything right so it was only when it was sitting that it would accumulate and you know as soon as i started up it evaporates and it goes away again so i was like well there's my problem thankfully i had a spare tank 
and I just had to dig it out of like storage in my garage, got it out, <clears throat> put the tank in yesterday, got that all buttoned up, um, got this part swapped over from my spare engine onto the onto the original engine that's going back yeah, in, oh, got the original engine back in today, uh, it's all in and attached, um, except I need to get a new axle nut and spacer. So you're close. I'm very close. Um, I need to get the... How um, close are you? <laughs> well, the axle nut and spacer away, um, plus I also need to put the, uh, the air filter back together because I cleaned the filter element today it was dirty um and uh, i think i got a couple little bits i need to put back on yeah. but but it's pretty it's it's almost there so i'm gonna order these parts they should be here uh probably midweek and uh then i should because you're leaving in a month and yeah. where where are you going well i will be riding from morrow bay california to virginia beach virginia on the scooter cannonball run god damn uh, mm-hmm. end of may to beginning of june then going to the Amer- Vespa Scooter Rally in Richmond uh, the weekend after that, and then riding from there up to Boston, where I'm meeting friends and family along the way. Then I'm going to leave my bike there, fly back home for a couple Wait, of weeks. Wait, you're leaving it with Stephanie Yu, yep, yep. 250 superhero. Yep. Oh, exactly. sick. Yeah. Oh, and then, cool. So I'm going to fly back home so I can work for a couple of weeks, then fly back out there to continue my ride with Stephanie and... And Anita from Germany yes, is coming out. Anita's going to be coming Chica too. Yep. Liba. And then we are going to be riding from there to uh, Vintage motorcycle days are you coming isaac no oh and then riding back with the rest of you guys uh from there what's the deets on that what's the deets on that vintage some people are driving some people are riding some people are flying Mm -hmm. cool yep i will be riding you know what it's this is what's funny about bikes and just small compact things in general they everything's layered like an onion oh it is a fucking system and 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 you know i gotta say working working on a modern vespa is is it's such a pain to get to stuff like the fuel tank to the engine um you know and and it's so convoluted to get stuff mounted in there because like the the engine has like this little uh sub frame thing that that it attaches to that has to bolt into the frame of the bike yeah but you have to get the there's like two bolts that go on the one side of the frame and then you have to get the center bolt through but it has to go through a plate and then through a tube through the other side oh and then fit through the frame and it's like you can get it's it's like trying to line up the constellations of stars right to like just right to it's get everything to line up it's as if they assembled the motor out of the bike and then put it in the bike in the factory or something maybe <laughs> but let's appreciate how nice it is having a parts bike like if you oh, want yeah. if you want your tires changed great yeah. i need new tires in a month i'll change them now and let them hang out and then just yeah. pop them on oh yeah oh, to put them on my spare wheels and, yeah yep. well Bagel, congratulations. You are almost there. I'm excited for you. Now, we have to see if it will actually start when I (laughs) I get it all back together, but fingers crossed. So I want to quickly share the story of uh, Jeremy, who is learning a lot about his motorcycle. Which bike? So he's got the XR650R. So he's the fifth Me Too in the group. I thought he had a Daytona. Oh, no, that one got crashed. Oh, uh, God. Well... Did no, it, that he, looped. <laughs> he one o'clock or yeah, you know, like half of like he wheelied six, and went over backwards. Half of six hundred sport bikes totaled. get totaled before their first oil change. Wow, like it's some ridiculous anyway, number. So he's got a bike uh, XR six fifty R, a big single, and he's tearing it down. Um, he's doing the valves and the the piston rings and all that stuff. So he's learning how to work on the engine mm. and. Um, so I was the only one here today. No Emma, no Doug, no Knock. I was oh, I was the only Jeremy. one here. And so he was asking me like, Liza, I, I can't figure out how to get this 
out. Can you help me? It's his cylinder sleeve, or not a sleeve, well, but a for, cylinder section, right? First thing is he couldn't get the cylinder clear. It would come up off of the um, the the bolts, the, the giant studs, but then it mm-hmm. needed like another inch to go, but it ran into the frame. Mm. And it's like, I've he, he couldn't quite figure Hondas. it out, but everything says you should be able to get it done. Liza, I can't get this. You need to help me do this. Now, you have to understand, he's getting a degree in mechanical engineering. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. So I expect him to be able to figure things out, <laughs> right? I shouldn't have to come to the rescue. So I'm like, Jeremy, you give up too easy. You need to figure it out. Figure out how it works. You can do this. You take, you take a step back. You take a breath. You drink a beer. I can't. This isn't working. And then you break something. <laughs> he says, I need you to I, come do this. I can't figure it out. I said, all right, here's the deal. If whatever you're asking me to do, if I can do it easily, when you couldn't figure it out, I get to hit you hard as hard as I want in the arm. Deal? <laughs> and he's like, okay. So Why I, would you take that offer? <laughs> I mean, geez. Now, this is the same deal my life. parents... No, there have been times when I would take that offer. Yeah. This is the same deal my parents gave me when I was a kid, because my little sister would lose stuff all the time. And she'd say, I can't find it. I don't know where my shoes are. And my mom would say... If Liza finds it, she gets to hit you in the arm. <laughs> so you used to be went around hiding her shoes all the time, Liza? No. <laughs> but suddenly she would be very, very um, motivated, to, motivated find to find her, her whatever she lost. Wow. Right? That's and right. I would also be very motivated to find whatever was lost. So either way, it got found. Exactly. This is how my parents figured out how to find lost shit. Genius parents. They would sick me on her. So, um, and, and when you're given a free shot at your sister, yeah. Divide and conquer. So, this is something I'm I'm motivated by this, so I still use it to this day. So Jeremy, if I am able to get yes, so I was able to figure out how to get it off, and I'm like, all right. You beat was it super easy though? You said easily. Right. I figured out what <laughs> eventually what position you had to have it in, how you had to rotate it, you get it lined up to here, and then you got to slide this over here, and then yes, I was able to get it out. Uh, it happened two more times during the day. Yeah. Oh, how was his arm? <laughs> yeah, Did you at least it, alternate so he it was, get home okay? It was okay? stuff like he was trying to get the piston rings down and he dropped the ring into the wrong channel and he couldn't figure out how to mm, get it uh, out. I'm so like, and never, I just said dental pick and the smallest flat blade screwdriver you can find. He never removed that piston head, right? He... And the piston stayed, but piston he stayed, stayed. but okay. the cylinder came out. So he just, he just gives up too easy. He, I, I think, you know... I don't know if it's a, um, a little brother-sister syndrome where you're like, oh, I can't do it. Do it for me. They just get frustrated, and they want someone else mm. to do it. People if, get if, that way at the garage. People get that way. If so I, I was just trying to teach him, like, come on. And I said, <laughs> I told you what tools to use. You can do it. And yeah. it's not going. I can't do it. So I came over, and I helped him. And it's like, yeah, you're going to get another hit. And I'll let you punch me in the <laughs> face if you rebuild my Magna. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can punch me in the the nards if you do the electrics on my ass <laughs> <laughs> might be worth it Definitely. Be feeling very tense anyway right he he did you know he's been sticking with it and he has been getting it back together and getting stuff done i just you know uh, some people need the motivation to stick with it don't give up yeah. and find another way keep spinning it keep try a different tool try a different angle you know what lucky for him he didn't have to remove the uh the the wrist pin circlip 
Mm. That's oh. a pain in the dick. Well, at yeah, least he probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten punched for that one. Yeah. No, I know how to get that out. Oh, too. he would have gotten slapped. Pain in the ass to get it in, though, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're using the dental pick, but it starts sliding around, so you yeah. got to use two dental What is picks. a wrist pin? It's, um, the piston, you know, where the, the long, hollow tube that's inside the piston that holds it, connects yeah. it to the Conrod? That's a wrist pin. Oh. Yeah. Also known as a gudgeon pin. There's a, a circular... Um, a clip that goes inside a groove that yeah. keeps it in place. Anyway, so um, I think we're ready to wrap up. I'm curious to go out and see if like John's bike is gone because he was working on stuff. <laughs> if Jeremy's bike is gone, we get to go see if Evan's bike is leaking or it's if not. he fixed it. I did it. Excellent. Did you uh, run it? Did you run it? I fucking did it. Nice. <laughs> I mean, Liza helped me do it, but I fucking I be, did it. I'd be down Sweet. to play with the electrics. On you were given a crush time. washer, as I understand. <laughs> Um, I hella coiled it. Okay. But I gave you a crush washer, too, to use yes. with the bolt. And because the it. factory service manual says you need one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I gave him a proper one. A fresh one. one. Good. <laughs> yes. So, um, what do we have coming up? I know um, in a couple of weeks, some of the guys, I think Mike and Jim, are going to go ride Yosemite. I'm going to be... Wait, Jim's actually going? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think he needs to find a bike. Yeah. Um, I know I'm going to be up at uh, in Seaside, Oregon at Flock to the Rock, a women's moto rally. Uh, Emma is going to be at the Quail. And I don't know the quail. who else is going where, but... I will be or, at uh, the Vespa Club Las Gatos rally. Yeah, uh, Bagel's going to be out. A lot of people are going to be out, but we're leaving the B team in charge. I'll be the playing B PUBG team. at home. And, and, and Knock uh, is captain of the B not, team. Not to be confused with the Man. A team. <laughs> the B team. What did I get demoted to the fucking B team? I never was never promoted. Is that what it was? When I asked Charlie and Micah, who actually I haven't asked Charlie yet, when I asked Micah to run the garage, that's the B team. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Bagel, wow. I had the the most fabulous scooter rider in class the other day. Oh, yeah? and I, he, he has a Vespa, and I pointed him towards Vespa Club Los Gatos, so I hope I hope he joins up. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, he Where, was super he, excited about Los Gatos. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, like, well, we might actually I was like, did you know in? that there's a Vespa Club in your actual town? He's like, no. Right, because none of us actually live there. None his of us helmet, to live there. His helmet has sequins. <laughs> It was fully sequenced like John Dalton's. Whoa. Yeah, or or uh, sparkly or something. It wow. was it was like blinding. It was uh, amazing. Holy cow. Sounds yeah. like a freak. He was no, he was like <laughs> the, the, the most fun person to have in class oh, ever. Wow. Yeah. Cool. cool. Nice. And I know um next weekend we are gonna be talking Moto GP. And <clears throat> we're gonna be having uh actually we have a, a photographer, a Moto GP photographer coming in. Oh. Fuck Marquez. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. And we don't know the results of today's race in Austin yet. So uh, we don't know if something juicy happened. But we will be talking about the Marquez Rossi incident, which I know it's a couple weeks old. Did they let Marquez back on the track? I'm still mad. I hope not. (laughs) For those who haven't seen, if you want to look at videos of the Marquez Rossi, and I think it is a good overall question about the future of racing and where the line should be drawn. Yeah. It's a very good discussion to have. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll go there. So, um, I don't know, is there anything else going on? I don't know. It's it's like, it's still snowing in, in, in around here. the country. It's still <laughs> snowing around the country. It's not right. Uh, my friend Dion up in Seattle sent me a picture today of her dirt biking in snow. What? That's noise. 
It's crazy. That's insane. I know and a guy in Vermont who rides his GS. He's a surgeon. He rides his GS to the hospital. Wow. Well, in the hey, winter. So if this will get you there. You guys hold on. <laughs> Spring is is coming. Yep. The bikes are going to be coming out. I'm, I'm riding cross country next month, so it will, I will definitely be bringing California weather with me. I know you guys. <laughs> uh, a lot of people listen to us to get help get through the winter. You, you're there. It's it's so close. Yep. I know, but it sucks. It sucks that it's still snowing places. Yeah. <laughs> However, just, it, it is it is it is good weather coming. You know that means uh, when the weather is nice, get in as much riding as you can. Yes, do it. And you know what? And hit the dirt. And yeah. you know, I didn't know that they offered uh, dirt riding lessons. Um, I know that there's parks all over the country. Check it out. And I actually want to go do some of these like ADV classes where they teach you how to like do what Jocelyn does, like ride on logs and rawhide. I think uh, just having having the skills to ride slowly through uh, different terrains would is going to be a good mud. skill. Oh, I hate mud. <laughs> On that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Yeah, Thanks again, here. everyone, for listening. Go on over to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You will find the links to everything you need there. Uh, thank you to our Patreon subscribers and to our uh, T-shirt orderers on Zazzle. Yeah, you can get them in safety um, orange if you want. Yes, I Flies, fuck, son. <laughs> and we haven't asked for a while, so I'll say if you haven't, please give us a review on iTunes. It's been a while. Um, the more reviews we get on there, the easier it is for people to find our podcast. So if you like what you hear, leave a review. And on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks again for listening. This is Eliza. Evan. Bagel. Ride bikes every day. Isaac. <laughs> and we're out of here. Cool. Go, go. Cool. Cool.